0: that too sweet playing. welcome all you four color funny book aficionados this is u.s comics cast hq for all things comic book related i am john rivera the ceo and co-founder
1: of u.s comics and that of course makes me your co-host the Co-founder and your favorite high sea ecto cooler filled ghost busting some bitch of all time. Your hybrid panda. Don't call me Reaper, Charlie Rivera. Happy I was not comic planning. book day. I'm calling
0: you Reaper, but happy comic book day to you as well. You flat leaving some bitch. That's true. Charlie is literally just dusting off. The Mexican sand slurping back the last of his margarita. And he's was, already got the ecto-cooler lined up. You I was dirty, living dirty, La Vida dirty, Loca. Selfish bastard. It's true. He's a flat lever. So um thank you again for joining us, folks. Uh As we all know, last week's episode, uh, I definitely appeared to be dying. And I was. But the fact that we were pre-recorded uh, to allow for Charlie to escape the country and go on a vacation in mexico uh we've had a lot of healing time so i'm feeling <laughs> much better thank you for everybody who did not ask
1: but charlie relatively quickly how was your fucking trip man god damn amazing yeah. it was amazing you know the how gatorade has new flavors but they're like classic colors just lighter i that don't light, but i'll take your word that like crystal gatorade blue color that was what i was surrounded by Uh, It was the jam. It was amazing. Just an
0: ocean of Gatorade, a.k.a. Charlie's first wet
1: dream. And by
0: wet, I mean Gatorade delicious and disgusting. (laughs) Uh, But you know what, though, Charlie? For everything good in life, there is something equally potentially bad. I mean, at the very least, you do have to pay the piper. You got to drop your coin in the toll or at least have some easy pass hooked up. Because while Charlie was soaking in the rays and knocking back the taquitos in Mexico, it did mean that he was not stateside in order to enjoy the director's cut of one of my, one of your, one of everybody's favorite damn movies. And look, we all know that US comics cast is a comic book podcast at its heart. But we also as well as know that comic books are truly America's form of mythology. Right, mythology to any culture is super important. But I would venture to say that in addition to comic books, the Superman, Batman, Avengers, Captain America, Hulk, Spider-Man, whatever of it all, that there are also certain cinematic characters that have jumped from the silver screen to the level of American mythology. That's the tenuous connection that I'm going to make because, folks, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are indeed talking about Rocky IV, the director's cut. But I was not... Man enough. I was not fan enough. To go see this movie. Alone. And while Charlie. The invitation was obviously there. He said hey I got Mexico to go to. You understand. And I do. I understood. There was a certain Charlie standin Who stepped up. And this summer bitch. Is just about seven feet tall. So when he steps up. He cast a long shadow. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by Charlie's uh, by, by Charlie's tag-in partner. And uh, we're going to go ahead and give him, I think, the introduction that he deserves. So I'll go ahead and I'll kick a little something like this and really get us ready the way we need to. Haram. For the thousands in attendance, and millions listening around the world, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! Podcasting out of the blue corner, wearing the red, white, and blue stars and stripes, the Dancing Destroyer, the King of Sting, the Count of Monte Fisto, the master of disaster, the king of queens, the one, the only, Casey Manning.
1: Manning.
2: boy, boy. I'm singing your John, beautiful. You beautiful.
0: Um, Michael Buffett. Hey, that was all off the cuff. I'm very impressed. Please. Oh, yeah, totally unprepared. <laughs> Casey. A.K.A. I'm Charlie Standing, Welcome to the show, brother, once
2: again. Boys, thanks for having me. And one day, I will be on this show, and we won't talk about Rocky. One day. But that in, day is not today.
1: Not in any uh, world I want to live in. Today. I, I will say I appreciate, John, you gave Casey almost as many nicknames as I give myself. Uh, Casey, bro, I'm loving the hoodie. I'm loving the art print. You are clearly good to go. Let's not bury the lead. I need instant reactions. Um, Let's see those thumbs. Let's put those thumbs in the middle boys. Casey thumb in the middle. Thumb, thumb up, the brother, We're thumb about up. to show thumb up and thumb down, and let's see your review. One, two, three. Bang! Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, baby! What an absolute <laughs> holy shit! Oh boy! I'm gonna defer to the to the man. <laughs> uh, I will. I do just want to say this before kicking it to Casey. I am on record. Rocky Four, the the original cut for the longest time was my favorite Rocky because it is a fucking cartoon so I want to hear what your feelings were on Rocky Four, Casey and then I want to hear the director's cut I'm going to boot it to you my friend what were your first thoughts
2: uh, of the director's cut you want to hear about that or you want to talk about the original it's up to you let's start let's
1: start at the original what were your this feelings was ex- on the original cut
2: okay the original it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, obviously Rocky's the most important film character that has ever come into my life. I'm not ashamed to say it, it's just so important. Now to say, if could I say Rocky Four is my favorite? I can't because the, the first one's always going to be number one because it means more to me. However, the fourth one is definitely the one that I've seen the most. One, because it's like a cartoon. It's 90 minutes long and it was on USA, TBS, Fox, CBS, and whatever. Every day loop. growing up. Every day. It's like the, the non Christmas yes. version And what's great ab- it's on now. Of
0: Christmas story.
2: It's always on.
1: <laughs> yep. I feel like there's definitely on. a channel so... where just Rocky Four is on a loop. It's yeah. just, they just, you know, if you, they hide it from you. It really is. I'd be should okay be. with that. <laughs>
2: I'd so be now, okay with that. So I, so I do want to so say, I, I Charlie, love, I love the movie. I love it.
0: But but going into it, uh, and I don't want this to be kind of left off the table, uh, because we're very good at that—meaning to talk about certain things and never touching them. Um, this this director's <laughs> cut, which look director's cuts have taken a little bit of a ooh, ooh cowhide beating uh, from us here at U.S. Comics Cast. I'll speak for myself. I am not a f- huge fan of the director's cut as a genre of films. Um, the the, uh, um, the hardline stance that I would often take would be, look, motherfucker, you had one pass. You got it into theaters. Be grateful and move on to the next. But this, I would say, in my own defense, because I would be a very much a, a Rocky Ford director's cut, Rocky V. Drago, apologist or or, uh, defender, this had a very specific way of coming into existence. And uh, Casey, I'll give you full credit. I'll kick it right back to you. Casey not only sent me the link for the, in essence, iPhone, uh, iPhone recorded documentary of the making of this director's cut, but he was adamant. That I watched the damn thing. He checked in on me, like I was laying in a coma, growing the beard even longer than it is now. He's like, "Did you watch it yet? Did you watch it yet? Did you watch it yet?" Um. Uh, so, so yeah, Casey. Uh, real quick, why don't you um, you know, why don't you speak about the 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 documentary and kind of what that did for your anticipation of the movie?
2: Look, it it was awesome. It it added such an extra level to it. That most of the time, you hear there's a director's cut coming out, and you sit, and you wait for it. We just went through that with the Snyder <laughs> Cut. All that nonsense, right? Right. We don't have to talk about it. So <laughs> we sat and we waited. We go, What's going to be different? What's going to be different? What's going to be different? Well, they're going to add stuff. Uh, uh, okay, gr- great. But what? And we actually watched the process happen. He was He was on Instagram. He was releasing little clips. Of just little moments in the film that I've seen 150 times that were gonna be changed just enough to whet my appetite, just enough to get me interested. And then he showed another one and another one, and then he came out with the documentary. And I was almost, almost more excited for the documentary than I was for the film. Because I knew I was gonna <laughs> love the movie. I knew I knew it. I knew it. I was interested to see what he was gonna do, but it was more about the process, about why he was doing it. Because a lot of people go into these director's cuts, why? What's the purpose? Is it just to add more footage? We've seen that. But no, he actually wanted to go back and fix it. He took a flawed movie that I will admit is flawed and said, I know that this can actually be better. And watching him go through that process and watch scenes that he didn't see him head or his head in because you uh, Casey,
0: we're, no. we're losing a, a little bit of uh audio
2: so just do me a favor check your and it added just uh, a new layer I, it was i, I don't think I even would have enjoyed the movie as much if i hadn't seen it
0: well, here's the thing, and and I'll I'll just speak for myself. Well, I, I, first, let me ask Charlie. Did you watch the documentary?
1: Not yet. Uh, I didn't know this the, existed. The, the, the pirate uh, documentary. I, I literally want to like run away. How we doing here, fellas? I I want to run away He's... and uh, and check on it. What definitely watch it because I just muted Casey real quick. John, can you just shoot him a text to just check his audio? I just muted him for a second. I don't think he was. Uh... Uh, catching us live um Um, no i I didn't know it existed but i'm super excited yeah is it available
0: is it just on youtube it's just on youtube you can you can watch the whole the whole uh sheboygan um and it it tells not just kind of like how he did it but why like like casey was was saying and that was very interesting to me because it was literally uh, it was literally done in like that the time of Covid where basically he had the building was empty. He had the entire building at his disposal, with the exception of uh, the this uh, gentleman who was holding the iPhone and then um, someone else who was who was uh, re-editing uh, music and uh, sound effects and and what have you that we saw. Now, the first time that it came to my attention was, not just that there were that he was doing a director's cut, but like the first thing that the the tag on it was oh there's 40 uh minutes of un, unseen footage. I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. So you're gonna take a movie that was short and make it longer. Okay, I'm I'm down for that. But uh then they started to- dropping the, the the changes, they're like, Oh, the robot's gone. And instantly, I'm like, the robot's gone.
1: <laughs> How you dare you? you take my eyes? Not the Crawley's
0: robot, girl.
1: I'm coming. I'm coming for you. What are you talking
0: about? That's not cool at all. You so know there what? Were certain changes that I was uh, that I wasn't really sure about, but the documentary really set me straight. Like it really put me in that place where I'm like, okay, now now I'm all in. I cannot wait to see this version you
1: know what i found uh i've been on on uh, a little bit of a new endeavor in life and i've been trying to avoid things i know i'm already gonna see so rocky for the director's cut and i have to correct you guys it's not rocky for the director's cut it's rocky for rocky versus drago the ultimate director's cut because my boy sly does nothing if it's not the fucking ultimate veiny masterpiece um so i avoided i i didn't know the documentary existed right. i avoided the the kind of trailers for it and i didn't read any articles so well, all there really were
0: trailers it, for it per se and the the articles that there may or may not have been they really didn't fucking know what to expect either, yeah. except for whatever bits and pieces that slide through through our way. But just let's let's get right into the meat of the damn thing. Uh, and and Casey, we'll we'll check your connection right now too. Um, favorite change that they made for your Rocky Dollar for for your super fan um, viewpoint of the of the movie. What was the number one thing that they changed? And obviously, for everyone listening and watching, this is very going to be spoiler heavy. But if you haven't seen it yet, shame on you because it's already streaming. How dare you? Big uh, favorite change, Casey. His favorite change is stoic. He's either really thinking about it hard or he's still having a slight internet issue. So, Charlie, uh, for those of you you just listening, same question brother. Casey
1: looks like Drago right now staring down <laughs> uh an Italian sub uh, for He's me. He's looking like
0: a like a, a a version of Drago that doesn't speak English sitting in the news conference.
1: For me more than anything else it was uh the they they did such an amazing job of recharacterizing Apollo in this movie. Uh they, yes. again they kept the scenes he still learns about Drago's existence in the pool, playing with his dogs. Which, like, if you want to John Wick your way into my heart, be playing with dogs at some point. Um, but I thought the the restructuring of the Apollo Creed story, including the opening, not just being the last couple rounds yeah. of his fight against Kluber uh, right, Lang, the
0: the the, the formula uh, beginning of the Rocky movies had thus far always been the end of the the movie that you know uh, that came before it so this
1: instead gave us like it was a recut of rocky 3 to fit in five minutes um so showing that brother relationship that rocky and apollo had that change made everything else in the film way more it increased the stakes and i thought it was better paced um I mean, what do you mean it in-
0: increased the stakes
1: for me the rocky 4 was this uh it was a revenge film the original cut of rocky oh you
0: mean you mean like the culmination
1: correct it was it was hyper masculinity leading to another fight the way that they structured rocky 4 as a 36 year old it it to me truly addressed a lot of things that is being like a man and the mm. wants of trying to stay what you were and not wanting to face what you might be. Um, all those new elements I think came from this slight restructuring of their well, relationship. I, I gotta and, say uh, that and I, and I,
0: I realize a lot of it a lot of it may have been kind of informed by the documentary, but from for from my book, the 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 conversation that's had between Rocky and Adrian, it rings so true. And I'm not just talking about like the staircase, you can't win shit, uh, because that was also extended. There's specifically a scene that occurs between them in their kitchen.
1: When Apollo
0: first shows up to kind of pitch, uh, his, uh, his (sighs) damn fight, uh, against this, this, uh, you know, this new challenge that's floating around out there. And, um, that also just so solidified not just their relationship that they had. Because at the, at this point, by four, we're like, okay, we get it. We, fucking we know.
1: Adrian, relax.
0: Rocky and Adrian, they're tight. They're, they're in a good place, yeah? um However, the disparity between where they ended up when Rocky t- takes the fight you're like, oh man, this is gonna create some issues. Well, in the original cutting cut, table,
1: she just like silently, like they don't talk. Like the 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 ultimate director's cut does a better job at every relationship, in my opinion. Well, one hundred percent.
0: And and Sly said exactly that. You know, he the first time that he went through it, he wanted fast, fast, fast. Get to the point. Um, he He didn't want the audience to have to sit through. In essence, all of this stuff that made the first Rocky as good as it as it was. Casey, thank you for rejoining us, brother, on the altered, uh, on altered camera too. Much
2: better. Okay. I hope the audio is okay. I had to I, drop the headphones. I perfect. I absolutely
1: love that you have like a director's cut angle of yourself. You're like, let's show the room different. I'm not missing
2: this conversation, man.
1: So we'll kick it to you. We were just talking about our favorite changes. Uh, For me, it was the change in Rocky and Apollo's relationship way more like brothers. For John, it was just how true and honest and real the relationship between Adrian
2: and Rocky was. What was your favorite change? I think the fact that it became more grounded. And as we said earlier, before I dropped out, it was like a cartoon. And I I heard you say it was like a revenge movie. And I don't think that's what he wanted. The it, look at look at one, two, three, even five, which is terrible, we know, and Balboa. Right? There's a common theme in all of those that it's a grounded film about a man going through something.
1: Fuck yes.
2: And Rocky Four deviated from that. It became this insane, outlandish superhero movie, and which is cool, but now, if you want to watch season succession now, 4 feels like it's as much part of the series as the rest of them are. Now, the problem is, he's still dealing with just footage that he had, right? right. So it's not like he can go back and reshoot, because if he was making this movie today, it would still be different. I'm sure that the no easy way out montage would probably be gone because let's be honest. It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. I do feel like,
1: I do feel like it would have been sacrilege to pull it though.
2: Right? No, but that's my point.
0: Only having known that it existed first though.
2: Right. Exactly. We would have known that's one and two. He's not going to cut it now because then the movie only would have been like an hour and 20 minutes. And uh, well,
1: talk about uh, artistry because there was a version of this director's cut that was just more is more that could have been 2 hours 10 minutes
2: yes. and it, it wasn't no that wouldn't have worked that wouldn't have worked because then all you would have been doing was making all the scenes that we already saw and then adding these new scenes to make it longer that's right, not right, the right. point he just took alternate scenes to get the the feeling of what he wanted out of it, instead of just jam packing it with more, 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 you, more, you, more.
0: you know what? I I do wanna I do wanna speak to that the the artistry aspect of it though, Charlie, because and again, I'm I'm referencing back to the documentary. It was so beneficial. Um, I'm glad I'm not a chump like Charlie that didn't watch it before the movie. Um, <laughs> but he spoke to certain things that were going to be done, and when I saw them on the screen that it just kind of really brought me to the person like damn slide that was that was exactly the right move because even on something that stayed so obviously we all know they took away the robot um we all know the, the the introduction was wildly different the opening to the movie was wildly different um but there were certain things that he even did in 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 those scenes which you really couldn't eliminate and obviously you couldn't replace with something else because they became almost definitive Rocky Four moments like the uh, No Easy Way Out driving montage. What he fucking did, and I don't know if Charlie, if you, um, if you caught it, not having done the the research, the homework beforehand. Literally every time something was a flashback, it was black and white. Yeah, and then in yep. the moment, it was color. And when he said it, it really just kind of like it was commentary that I'm like, okay, you know, I, I get it, sure. But then when I saw it, realized. This was that rare movie again, like you, Casey. I've seen this movie, the original cut, a million fucking times. So now, when I saw, when I'm, I'm sitting there in the theaters in the city uh with Casey and his brother, and and I'm sitting there enjoying the moment, but simultaneously, I'm doing camera one, camera two because I'm like, this is different, that's different, this is different, this yeah. works better, I like this. Uh it, 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 It's impossible not to do it. In particular, that it wasn't really a change as so much. It was a tweak because it's still a montage. It still has that like fucking transformers soundtrack, uh, sound to it. Um, but it just works so much better. Like, it right. And it, and it just shows
2: that he, again, going back to what I said before about it being flawed, he knows that that montage is it's slightly flawed. So he said, "All right, I know I have to keep this in here to keep this going." Which
0: montage? Because there's no, like no, seven montages.
2: about no easy way out. <laughs> so way out. so <laughs> he knows that it's slightly flawed. It's like, why are we rewatching all this stuff? So let me right. put at least a little bit of work into it and a yeah, little yeah. bit of art to give you a little bit of a different look. And I I yeah. just really appreciated that. And I thought oh, yeah. it looked I thought it looked better. It looked better. What. It
0: felt better, and it it gave you context. For everything, what what it meant, everything that had just transpired, this is now you know this this is the reason why this is so meaningful. It's and it sounds a little bit um, uh, a little bit um, shallow to say like, well, one guy died. Okay, like what, what does that really mean? It was. It was everything. It was well, like fucking everything. And,
1: and you yes. could tell the way they restructured, the way Sly restructured the funeral also added such a yeah, gravitas Dukes,
0: Dukes, and such a uh, soliloquy was fucking dope
1: but but even the fact that they have this moment what i really really loved about this version of rocky 4 was rocky is way more the character that we really saw in creed who's this like layered upon layered upon layered guy who struggles to find very eloquent words because they're behind kind of all the beatings he's taken. Though originally, he was just silent in the funeral. The, him saying out loud that if it wasn't for Apollo, There is no fucking Rocky. If it wasn't for Apollo, who knows if even him and Adrian would have been able, because what I love about the Adrian-Rocky relationship, that again this movie really, really puts emphasis on, is it wasn't some magic love story. They did disagree. They did argue. That scene John was talking about before in the kitchen, when Adrian just removes herself, she fucking says such a, a, a linchpin of the movie, which is if you tell him that you're not on board, he won't do it. Which is why them opening with this new five-minute Rocky Three is so important. Because in Rocky Three, Apollo says, no, you got this, bro. Hop on my back. We're going to do it together. And Apollo's now coming for that receipt. That's why them cutting the fight between them also makes sense. The secret third fight gets removed because him cashing in the favor is be in my corner for this. I want to go out this fucking pro wrestling star. I want to go out with a musical number and the fucking hat and the glitz and the glamor and the bitches. It it, it just was 20, 29
0: minutes before Charlie mentioned wrestling. That's, that's pretty damn good. And I particularly like how you snuck it in there, but Casey, I want, I want to ask you this. Charlie was speaking about different uh, dialogue that ended up in this version. Again, we, we all agree a far, far superior version. Yeah. Um, what about the 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 conversation the dialogue between Rocky and the fastest growing child ever in cinema <laughs> um because he like aged like 10 years between movies uh, on a trip that was like maybe a couple months but um how did you feel about that new dialogue that was used between Rocky and uh and Robert uh you know before I, he left
2: it, it head and shoulders head and shoulders the fact I don't I'm looking back in this and saying, how did you cut this out in the first place? Like, what were you thinking? Like the originally, the conversation is okay. It's like he still has the whole thing about, you know, I want someone to hit me on the chin just so I know that it's over. Yeah. But there's something that comes like out. the kid, the kid on.
0: gets a little chuckle. He's like, Oh, a big kid guy, with a beat yeah, I a be kid guy to beat me up. I'd be scared.
2: Shut up, up. Like, kid. It's, just, it's awkward, and yeah. it just becomes more about him teaching a lesson to his son. That then again we see, forget five. We see again in Rocky Balboa with the other speech. Nothing's going to hit hard as as hard as life, you know. And it it just mirrors the two. And go ahead. The
1: the fact that that set up that change, that scene that was cut out of the original Rocky Four that they put back in clearly is what informs the scene in Rocky Balboa it, it, it's like a prequel the
0: to the you know to the nothing hits as hard as life speech i'll say this i'm going to throw a little fucking thought nugget in also so our guy rocky he's now going to climb into bed with his kid to kind of impart his final words before he heads off to russia right but we also and and actually this is something that that um that i spoke to your brother a, a real little bit about in the theater um at this point, Rocky doesn't know if he's coming home. So it's yep. not just Rocky talking to his son before he leaves to go fight a fight, which has happened, what, 25, 20 times in this kid's lifetime? More? There's a very real possibility that if fucking Apollo died in the ring, Draco might do the same shit. They're literally saying it to his face. It's suicide. Also, and I, I, I want to throw this back to Casey as the resident expert uh, because I, I do know that we're up against the clock. But Charlie, let it go as long as it needs to. Um, Casey, a real big uh, change that was impactful for me, uh, and I, I I know you have to have an opinion of it. Being another level of fan, what about the fucking scene with the with the boxing commission? They leapt to the to the press conference. Rocky's now going to fight fight Drago. Like, yep. to the point where, like, shit, that press conference was at the fucking next day. <laughs> it yep. felt like almost in the original. Now we're getting all this context, all of these specifics. I- I'll speak for myself. Having seen Rocky Four, the original version, as it's come to be known, a million times, it never really registered to me in all those times that he had to give up the belt. In order yeah, to you fucking get, fight this you get guy
2: two. you get two instances of it in the original cut. You get a very quick the magazine pops up and it says I, I think I think it says commission KOs Rocky mm-hmm. to show that he went to the commission. And then secondly, in the press conference, I believe that a question is asked, you know, you're going to have to give up the belt, but it's so quick. You're not really yeah. thinking about it's, it.
0: It's not so- impactful
2: no it's it's not not. it's It's, not
0: especially after the 83rd viewing of it where you're like right uh, it's already been 20 minutes is the fight now
2: (laughs) well i could i could literally say this about every added scene they each and every one of them is more impactful every single one it also with apollo every conversation with adrian the fact that he has a conversation with adrian before he leaves it because originally she's looking out the window and you're like oh they're like they're fighting with each other no 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 no. they had a conversation. do you think he just left without saying goodbye to his wife before he went to russia Beef. no they had a conversation on top of the stairs that she tries what? to get him to stay again but the original out. the original cut paints adrian
1: is kind of a dick it, like it's they you're allowed to disagree but by that point in the movie adrian was like three for three being like go fight anybody yeah there was no nuance yeah. she never
0: wants in to fight like yeah. ever
1: how do you think we babe in his fucking house the other thing i i really loved about the changes were the the again that relationship moment it sounds like casey's popping popcorn which i know isn't the case
2: no i'm but, not um, i'll mute hold on uh
1: the 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 thing i really really loved about the thing i loved so much about that restructure was again they vastly managed to improve future movies because by seeing the boxing commission come rocky balboa where they're like this fucking guy again we said no it it it, it literally developed the boxing commission as characters
0: rocky versus the commission seven
1: i mean i don't know about you guys i'm now dying for him this is there anything on the cutting room floor of rocky five restructure that shit for me
2: it's physically like, it's just great it's <laughs> just cart
1: make the rest cartoon like just draw yeah. new yeah. scenes <laughs> yeah that- <laughs> it
0: be it'll look, look like, like an aha the video it, c- <laughs> the
1: last it, c-
2: That's
1: it. it could literally look like <laughs> an episode of big mouth i don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's not uh, a I bad idea. That's I mean and I
2: I, and I know you want to move on, but I, I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention the fight. Ah. Uh, 30 a minutes
0: of beauty, man. Let me, it, throw, this beauty.
2: Let me throw
1: this out. Let me throw this out
0: real quick. Both fights. Both fights were vastly vastly improved with the edits. Now look, I mean Terms like choreography get thrown around quite a bit. But the fact is, these are, these are fights where people still end up in the hospital. Fucking Sylvester Stallone was punched in the chest so hard that his heart slammed against the front of his fucking ribcage, and he ended up in the hospital. His blood pressure skyrocketed to over 200. Who do you think you are, Sly? Me, what are you out of your fucking mind? So they say. Oh, fight choreography. It was one of the most uh, truly one of the most beautiful fucking things I've ever seen on on film. And this started as one of the greatest, if not the best, boxing match ever put on uh, put on the big screen. And to have improved that, that's that's like adding a fucking third tip on the Venus de Milo. How do you make something that's, in essence, perfect
2: even better? Right. And when you really think about it, he it's the only part of the movie that is technically longer than the original. Yes. Because the movie was originally 91 minutes long. It is now 92 minutes long with <laughs> I didn't 40 minutes that. of different footage, except in this last fight, they're an added two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And there was one moment when I, I think it's right near the end. They they recut. It, it takes even longer for him to knock Drago down. Normally, once that music comes in, you know it's coming in about 15 seconds. They yeah. added some, and they <laughs> he added a shot where he hits him in the midsection with a body blow that I had never thought was humanly possible. Now, at the end of every fight, we know that he always gets in, and he ends up lifting the guy off the canvas, right? He hits the ribs, and he lifts the guy off the canvas. Dov Lundgren is is up against the ropes, and he lands this shot to his ribs. It hurt me. I think I actually out loud, and I do not make noises in a movie theater. It drives me crazy, but I'm pretty sure I went, Oh! (laughs) Because it was, it was so unbelievably raw. Yeah, and real.
0: you feel it.
2: And you could feel it, and the whole the whole fight atmosphere is different. That's the first thing I said to you when it was over. I turned yes. to you, I said, "Holy shit, that fight was so loud. The crowd was so loud." And being the- in the theater, Charlie, I'm so sorry that you need yeah. to. What a chump get to I'm experience at- it in the theater it was unbelievable bro
1: i i i can't even imagine my jealousy level is insane because even yeah, in i my-
0: i saw the original version in a movie theater it's the first rocky that i saw at the theater on the big screen <clears throat> and it truly was like a the 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 80s version of like the marvel cinematic universe he was a a superhero at this point now he's even clad in like Captain America, uh, uh, you know, uh, leisure wear, um, but but truly, and again, we'll, we'll we'll wrap it up, Charlie. I'll I'll let you take it all take it away. But the fact of the matter is, the the fights, uh, you know, being re choreographed and extended, the the conversations and the relationships that were uh, also shown to be far far deeper and more impactful to the overall story that was happening, and also as they would carry over. Into preceding films and even the ones giving more uh, dimension and depth to the movies that came before it, but also the fact that never mind like the political stuff because we're very close to the same relationship uh, with with the Soviet Union as we were back then, sadly. Um, but the fact that they made it more about like natural versus hyper technology and and modern uh, methods rather than like really, really harping on the steroid, the, the, well, he's cheating. Like they, they, he, they, he really stripped that down. And it wasn't so much that like, Draco was a a victim, right? He was a, a victim, but he wasn't necessarily a cheater and he wasn't evil. He was just a fucking tool by something larger than himself, which really is political commentary without, you know getting into all the flag waving and what have you they, they he did so much it was so it was shaped using all the same parts in essence but totally shaped differently and it was just amazing i he i really did. He loved it
2: he, he humanized him which is not easy to do he literally he turned drago from a villain into kind of like almost like a javert almost where like is Javera a bad guy in Lamez? Not really. He's just doing his job. Like, he doesn't know any better. This is what he's been brought up to do. And it was just really Humanized
0: cool. Drago. He, he de-victimized Apollo. He de-bitchified Adrian. <laughs> and um, if it was even possible, he made Paulie and Duke even more lovable. So but, it's like he he literally was magic-making. Like, Sly, I mean... I wish I, I had seven more dogs that I could name after you, dude. Like
1: uh, Sly is
0: just—he's—he's just, he's just a fucking man. I,
1: I, the, he's the, just a man. The last thing I want to say, and I'll let YouTube boys wrap it up, and then we'll move on. Um, the one thing I found to be masterful in this cut, regarding Drago, it—it it, it made Creed two better by setting up this version of drago in the in the new rocky four uh which was amazing because i enjoy creed too but it's (laughs) it's not a it's not a perfect movie it's kind of the rocky four of the creed universe um the other thing i found so interesting is i've been having in the pandemic era i've been having a a rough go of it um to 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 have fun with it i've been kind of a bitch.
0: you recut Um, a, a classic favorite movie Oh no, that's what Sylvester's the, the no. Lying. That's
1: just sly. I <laughs> I instead was feeling like a fucking pile of garbage. Um, what was amazing about this film was like all the Rocky films that preceded it. In the movie, during the movie, after the movie, the 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 sudden uptick in adrenaline was unbelievable. But it's also, a B twelve shot. It is a B twelve shot to debitchify yourself, but also. <laughs> This film really avoids toxic masculinity. In every single way, every overhyped machismo moment in this film comes from a very emotional and a very real place. And I wasn't expecting it. And it got me emotional in like a hyper masculine way. Like, I was like, fucking feelings are okay. Yeah. You know
2: it was why? such a strange because now, feeling. Because now it's a Rocky movie. That's why it's now a Rocky movie. And
1: and what's uh, great, great about said, it, and what's great about it is Rocky 1, Rocky 2, Rocky 3, now Rocky 4. What's beautiful about that is you get to see this very, very, again, layered character that is rocky balboa uh this is a must own this is a must watch i am currently working with a local theater to get a, sh- a marathon of the rocky films and include the director's cut uh, apparently it is feasible and if i have to do it my damn self uh i will i will see this on a giant screen charlie is willing Mark to literally words. cosplay me, as any
0: character in the entire Rocky Library. I, I think feel like ultimately, ultimately, most appropriate is
1: Pauly, but... <laughs> I
0: know, ultimately...
1: Like Rico. <laughs> <laughs> if I could unzip myself and zip on anybody else, it would be Spider Rico.
0: Charlie's going to get paid less than Spider Rico did for putting that marathon together, that's for sure. Uh, I, I think we could wrap it up, but uh, ultimately, of all the changes, we do know one thing. And that's, if I can change, and you can change, everyone can change. Anyways, tremendous, tremendous. I think you have a three-time recommendation to go see this flick or sit on your couch and watch this flick uh, and instantly feel bad about what you had for lunch. Me, myself, Charlie Boy, the former Mexican, and Casey. Ding, ding, ding manning all agree thumbs up rocky Four director's cut super duper uh just fucking great love it love it love it but charlie what else do you got for us take us to the next chapter in
1: u.s comics cast episode 46 well i i I will tell you this one of the big problems for me after watching the new cut of rocky 4 was some people were trying to argue it's not the greatest director's cut of all time and i said you sir must like a certain toy boy george lucas because like him you sir are a liar because we all know lucas lies and lies often but the thing he lies most about is that han shot first baby on
0: top verse clink clink boys salute
1: The fact that Casey was prepared with that makes me so goddamn happy. I don't Guys, bring as... on
0: guests willy-nilly.
1: We My only... mother suckers come prepared, son. Our very own Rocky Balboa himself, Casey. Uh, you know one thing that must be said is our three opinions are the correct ones, but I still want to hear all of yours, so make sure you leave a comment, make sure you leave a review, let us know what you think about Rocky Four. absolutely go support the film if nothing else, to yell at us, and tell us where wrong. Now, I do have one more question for you, Casey as a, a Rocky super fan, how nervous were you before you sat down and started to see those reels roll? Not at all good i mean i'm very very i love it i'm very jealous of you because i am uh just about 23 and a half hours away from finally seeing ghostbusters 3 ghostbusters afterlife is about to hit cinema's and as I sit in this room surrounded by Ghostbuster toys, a proton pack, a slime blower, another proton pack, a vintage proton pack. My brother got me. I got my flight suit in the corner. I got a stack of eight uh, Ghostbuster Ectomobiles to sell at my next event. I am fucking petrified that Ghostbusters isn't going to live up to what I'm hoping. I have been avoiding, as I've uh, talked about on the show, I've been duck diving and dodging from trailers left and right i haven't really seen a ton of footage i saw the first trailer and that's it i've heard some stuff momentarily before i could cover my ears and close my eyes i don't know if i've ever been this nervous about anything that i haven't directly had to do when i used to do theater I was never this nervous about performing, even when I was wildly unprepared. So I'm gonna throw it to you guys. Have you ever been, I'll start with John, have you ever been unreasonably nervous about anything in your life? You're one of the most confident people I know, but I know some of that's a projection, I'm sure. At least I fucking hope so. Um, Has anything ever been like, oh God, this thing I have no control over It's like, I feel like I'm getting on a plane and I'm like, maybe we're going to hit turbulence. I'm not a fucking pilot.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, in this era of the adaptation, uh, fear is almost always prevalent, in particular when you're walking in the doors of the theater already being in love. You're in love with the original, right? The thing that got you there to begin with. So something like Ghostbusters, which we lovingly refer to as a legacy sequel. Um, it's really going to have to do some work. Because in this case, Ghostbusters specifically, uh, and, and this is not necessarily my opinion, because when I love, I love with all my heart. Uh, so even if something is not necessarily as good as the um, as the original, let's say, You're like, I still, it's still, it's still it, right? The the pieces are still the same. The the ingredients are still there. So the the original cast members very publicly poo-poo Ghostbusters 2. And then we didn't see anything for a long time. And some of you guys watched a uh, complete reboot um, with a different cast. Uh, I never saw it because I have integrity. Uh, And that famously flopped. Uh, And now we're getting this legacy sequel, which, as you refer to it, is Ghostbusters 3. I would say, with all peace and love, this is really Ghostbusters 4, because the Ghostbusters video game is technically Ghostbusters 3. You know, whatever. Uh, But yeah, I've had fear like that, Charlie, because your Ghostbusters is my Indiana Jones.
1: Were you nervous with Crystal Skull?
0: What well, I'm, I'm fucking nervous for the one now that he's basically dying filming. Uh, I was super, super nervous for Crystal Skull. I was only super singular nervous for Last Crusade because the fact is I didn't really love, love Temple of Doom, right? So Temple of Doom falls into that category, especially now when Rocky IV wasn't on. Temple of Doom was on.
1: <laughs> that right? was the, it was the Rocky seen, Four
0: Temple of Doom channel. We've seen Tem- Temple of Doom so fucking many times, and like we can recite all the
1: lines and you know all of it. Like we we were short round. That's the I, truth. Of I, it. I to be honest, because of that channel, I thought Rocky Four was called Rocky Four colon Temple of Doom. <laughs> I was like, these two. This seems like a long ass movie. He uh he would probably
0: do really well against the thuggy. <laughs> Uh, but in any case, um, it was. If you if you if you were able to somehow quantify a movie's value and put it on a scale, you can't do that. But if you could, um, if 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 Raiders of the Lost Ark was a ten, which in my opinion it was, Temple of Doom is far inferior. Good or bad, like it or not like it, it's just inferior to the original. And then Last Crusade came out. Obviously, I was gonna go see it because I fucking love yeah. the good Doctor Jones, and and Last Crusade was like whoop, way the fuck up, a far far major improvement uh, over Temple of Doom, and I felt like ah, I'm justified in my love. And then Crystal Skull came out and made uh, and made a uh, uh, Temple of Doom, you know, look like um you Know one of these fucking uh two in the morning B movie ripoffs of Indiana Jones, like Kansas Pete and uh you know the, 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 the ventures of shit that fucking maybe didn't happen. So um I am I am very fearful
1: Kansas Pete is <laughs> low-key the funniest thing you've ever seen.
0: He's just Kansas Pete sucks. Uh so so yeah, I'm very much fearful, uh worried of what we're gonna get. My man Harrison Ford is. 207 years old. He's officially older. Uh than he's officially he's officially older than fucking Lewis was when he fought fucking Rocky Marciano. He's old man. He's falling apart on the set. <laughs> I thought so you were gonna I'm say that
1: the Ark of the hopeful? Covenant. I thought you were going, <laughs> I thought you were going mean.
0: <laughs> I'm very, very uh hopeful. I'm gonna watch it. I'll own it. I'll reference it ad nauseum. I'll buy fucking you know. I'll buy illegal, um, <laughs> illegally manufactured replicas, props. Uh, but but yeah, I'm fucking worried, man. My 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 you know, balls are in my fucking throat. What about you, Casey? If you if you're popping some popcorn, um, what have you been fearful of? Was Rocky yours? I mean, you obviously weren't fearful uh, of this particular. But were the Creed entries worrisome? I mean, does fear get up that high to the seven foot yeah, level? Yeah, I would level? say. <laughs>
2: I would say
1: fear is for six
0: five and lower, John. Yeah. Everyone knows that. They say heat rises, but fear fear drops. So Casey looks Casey
1: man. looks like he stole NBA's players' skills and is gonna fight some Looney Tunes lanky motherfucker.
0: That's a solid um, Space Jam I'm like Brent reference Barry, there, Charlie. Well done. Um, I
2: think, I think it would have to be Rocky. I think I was a couple different iterations i was afraid when aboa came out um i didn't i didn't think that it was a good idea uh because five had ended so poorly um and then that worked i said okay great now we're done right we can say goodbye to this story. so then okay here's an idea Let's keep it going and let's make cream movies. And I said, why are we doing this? Can we please just (laughs) let it go? Please let it go. It's working. And then, and we've spoken about this on this podcast. They both blew me away. And that doesn't happen very often. And it's very rare that anything actually lives up to your expectations. And this is why I, as a friend, am genuinely nervous for Charlie because I know how much this really means to you and I'm scared for you, not so much for me because I have an idea of what we're going to get and I just so. want you to be happy. That's all I care about, Charlie.
1: That means a lot to me. Now, I appreciate that and I and I don't mean to do this to you because one thing I am just as nervous about for you more than for me Stallone's doing another Rocky film like he got the itch from Creed they didn't he decided not to kill Stallone, Rocky off in Creed 1 in Creed 2 he's like I'm gonna be finished with you my friend now there's another Rocky film planned Stallone is held together by duct tape he looks amazing but that boy like John Rambo was weird I didn't love that. So what are your feelings on the next Rocky film? I
0: mean, look, you know, and Charlie, that, that story was so scary. You effectively <laughs> chased away superfan Casey Manning. Um, So we did lose Casey to technical issues and also as well as Charlie scaring the shit out of him. Um, You, you know what? I, I too, love. Rocky as a character. I think he is you know, I I mentioned it before and I'm not gonna backtrack off of it. He has entered kind of like that that lexicon of he's he's a mythological character at this point. When you start referring to something as being as as like, oh, like running it's like running up the steps, or it's you know, like it's it's enter the fucking the, the conversation of people who are not themselves uh, huge Rocky fans, it becomes something even bigger than these individual movies. Um, I would say that to a very large degree, they're, they're bulletproof, right? Because if you get a sequel that is so trash, in your opinion, that it does so little to entertain to satisfy to whatever the case might be where you're like look by comparison that's you know that's this that the other thing okay that might mean that there is gonna not be any more coming in the near future you may have to wait fucking 30 years ghostbusters um but it doesn't take away from the original thing that you loved Right, that movie still exists. Yeah, they're, you they're... still know all those lines. So, in a situation like this, God forbid, right? God forbid, Zool forbid, that this Ghostbusters Afterlife does not live up to Charlie Superfan's expectations. Does that detract from the original Ghostbusters in any way for you?
1: Absolutely no. not.
0: Absolutely no. It's not. got that. It, it has a rent, a permanent rent paid. Uh, status in your heart, it lives in that little compartment right next to fucking cheese whiz, but before dry cereal, that's Ghostbusters right there for you.
1: Yeah, you you know what I think is it's I it's weird because it's not unique, and luckily there are things like Creed out there that hmm. took big swings. Because Creed, in my heart, Creed is- those Creed's not Creed's
0: different. Creed, Creed is that conversation we had. That's a reroute.
1: That's yeah, not truly a
0: sequel, but, to but the here's, Rocky. Flicks. But here's
1: here's my point: Ghostbusters Afterlife, from what I can tell from the teaser, because that's all I've seen, hmm. it is very much passing the packs.
0: You mean so, you didn't see the thing with the fucking dragon stop, when it's flying stop, over to you. Son of a bitch. You didn't see it didn't see when Satan himself showed up. I will and he's literally singing the Satan song from South Park. Don't you dare. Don't you dare do this to me. I was shocked uh, that they were able to license, I, but I figured maybe maybe right knows I, fucking uh, the, the South Park I, guys. I, I, I hate know. your
1: guts. I I my hatred for you has grown. <laughs> um the reboot I the 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 part three I don't want is John son of a bitch um the the something like rocky when stallone is gone 100 years from now because he's on my mount rushmore of people to protect when he's gone it would be sacrilegious to do a rocky live action film without him that i probably have enough room in my of heart, any time wanted-
0: because one of the things that Sly talked about and a potential project was, and I don't know if this is the project that you were referring to or if you were just messing with Casey and trying to chase him off the show effectively. Um, what he spoke about during his interview, uh, we got the opportunity, those of us that saw it in the theater because we weren't cool and hanging out in Mexico like losers. Um, we got to watch a, an interview that was recorded and being transmitted live while he was in Philadelphia and we were sitting in Manhattan, Empire Theater, by the way, is fucking that. AMC, Casey, if you listen back to this, that is a dynamite theater. You were right. But uh, he spoke to the interviewer. I forget who interviewed him, but he was somebody of note. Uh, he spoke to uh, the possibility of another movie, a Rocky movie, or maybe a series, which would be a prequel. Uh, see. It would be a prequel, so it would be speaking to hey, look, speaking of the devil. It would be like young Rocky, young Adrian, young Paulie. See, I'm all I'm these that characters kid. that we know so well. So yeah, I mean, I the second that he said it, and Casey, you could back me up now that you're here, like a fucking ghost. Um, I looked over to Casey. I was like, start working out, brother. They need to cast that young Stallone, uh, that that young Stallion. Uh, Casey could fill the bill. And um, you'd, except you'd, he what, would be looking at Drago in the face. Uh, so, you know, maybe some creative the, angles on the cameras.
1: I suppose the thing I'm afraid of is also the thing that I'm glad is happening because I've waited 30 years. Um, th- Because this is about the Ghostbusters, not specifically the, the big four, Ray Winston, Peter and Egon. The fact that it's like the logo is going to be there, flight suits are going to be there, the Ecto One's yeah. going to be there, proton packs going to be there, but this truly is that next generation. So, in a lot of ways, part of me is like, well, this is more Creed than it is Rocky Balboa. Well, well there and I don't know is, if that's true. There
0: is, I mean, even the 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 few commercials that someone who has been sticking their head in the sand like you have have been unable to avoid. It's very clearly going to be a handing of the fucking handle, handing over the reins, right? It's it's gonna be, you know. Now look, Paul Rudd is probably the same age, (laughs) uh, you know, is probably the same age as uh, some of the original Ghostbusters, but there he is, the guy doesn't age. He's he's a vampire, but um, the the baton is being handed over. I mean, like it or not, um, but the fact that it's from speaking for myself, who is admittedly nowhere near your level of fandom but I'm still a huge fucking fan Got
1: a print um, on, pack I, your
0: wall. I love that they're doing it the way that one would hope it be done just do it respectfully I'm gonna ask you this Charlie what was the movie that you were amped for like w- what caused this scar like w- what was the bad relationship what was the Stephanie of movies that you're like you know what never again
1: you know it's it, it's death by a million cuts uh, was it when the they, turtles went back in time to japan it's got to
0: be the turtles in japan
1: the, you know what you hit the nail on the head of the first <laughs> wound because there was not a bigger turtles fan than me in the in the late 80s early 90s and for whatever reason at
0: that point even eastman and laird were not as big fans as yeah, charlie was
1: what i remember distinctly was. I didn't see Turtles 3 in theaters. I, I waited for the VHS. And mom and dad got it for me. I remember going to the store. I remember holding that yellow fucking case. And there was a moment, and I don't know if this is real or if it's my brain connecting dot. I remember holding that fucking stupid case and seeing the heads of the Turtles and having the thought that i had never had before which was the, they don't look right there's something huh. wrong with this and i remember i got home and i saw the same logo i saw before all the cartoon vhs sure. and then it started and i was like "Fuck yeah the... what uh what wait what, a minute what, what's happened? uh
0: huh like you opened up a package of Twinkies and you realize they're half the size now. What yeah, the fuck? It, it it
1: literally was the most deflating thing ever because Turtles mm. Two even felt like this adult thing. I'm like, they're using real swords and shit. Mutant Turtles live, and then they fucking did not. They did hey. not. live they, Hey, it's got a dooch. Casey is back. We're gonna try I'm this one more time. The I like it man. costume it, change, but but then even, even something, Get up, and, you son of a bitch. And then, uh, and then we'll, we'll move on to, to pay some bills in our third topic. But even, even 2016's ghostbusters, I've told this story. I'll tell it very abridged. Madame Tussaud invited my charity ghostbuster group out to see the ghostbuster 2016 experience, play this like 3d game based on the 84 classic and there was something about being around replicas of the props, and I saw Slimer, and I did this 3D. Before they let us see the film in advance, there was this moment where I was like, you know what? My eyes and my ears and my feelings were all wrong. Maybe this shit's gonna be dope. And it took no longer than three minutes of that wretched film and when I tell you, if Ninja Turtles broke my heart, 2016 Ghostbusters climbed in my butthole and <laughs> ate my insides <laughs> and left me. Now, mind you, you have to imagine this. I'm in Times Square. You don't want
0: to imagine
1: <laughs> I'm no, them climbing me up out your butt. It. I am in Times Square. <laughs> I am dressed like a Ghostbuster. I have a proton pack that weighs like 85 pounds in front of me because it was made of goddamn wood. I get up. I don't wait for the bonus ending. It's like over, and I'm like, I have to get the fuck out of here. My buddy fell asleep 10 minutes into the film, so I shake him awake. I grab my proton pack. I throw it on. I get down the stairs. I'm the first one out of the theater because I'm nauseous. And I have to retrieve my cell phone because the movie's not out for two more weeks. So I have to go to a security desk, give them a ticket to get my cell phone back. And the nice security guy just goes, huh? How was it? And I went, I'll just take my phone, please. I didn't, didn't make a movie, Charlie. I didn't have the emotional ability to be like, I want to die.
0: Charlie, you can I ask you like, a question? Uh, you I may. want a refund, but the ticket was free. I want a uh, refund.
2: Let me ask you a question, because I know I kind of know how you operate. And I have a feeling that because this isn't going to be the the Ghostbusters that that we had five years ago, thank God. So we're going to have we're finally getting a continuation, which is all we really wanted in the first place. So I think Respect. you're 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 going to have that that Charlie Rivera excitement. And it's like, I, I see Bill Murray and I'm happy. <laughs> Everything's going to be OK. Is there anything that could happen in this film that would make you feel like that again? Could they really do it to you again? If, or are or you, you going to be like, hey, it was Ghostbusters, yay! If ready the, to love again. If
1: the new ghosts, the blue ghosts that was in the teaser, Muncher is his name, if Muncher is like Egon's ghost... Okay. I I don't know if I can emotionally that, deal with like that, that would level be pretty fucked up
0: because that would mean that our metabolism slows down significantly <laughs> after death, which my <laughs> a lot of I, twinkies. I, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be happy. And with. and it's
2: and it's
1: there. There's a couple. There's a couple things that could happen. That's one. Them just not respecting the Ghostbusters that came before them meaning they there's an opportunity in bad movies like a mechanic like,
0: spits in bill murray's face
1: yeah i just i i could imagine a world where someone not necessarily the people involved in this but someone was like well the way to have new ghostbusters is they're fucking better i went the on extreme our extreme ghostbusters you mean well but even the extreme ghostbusters had the real ghostbusters show up and they were was, markedly
2: better
0: that was intentional then, uh, then uh, charlie and... i
2: think then i think you're gonna be fine I really I do. I think you're going to be fine. The, I don't think they're going to do that. I hope so. I think the, the problem, I, John, if, if if you mind, if if I please, may, no. I please. think the problem, at least for me, is it's going to literally be two hours worth of fan service. Yes, please. Exactly. That's Sign for you. Up. That's not for me totally I, and so I, I think you're gonna I, you're gonna be fine my friend yeah. Trust you just me, got Rocky IV a- well, the ultimate truly, director's cut you're fine like, <laughs> the, yeah. uh, the, the,
1: the
0: the cinephiles uh, textbook says if you get a movie that's fan service that's, a, that's gonna be a bad movie but that's to the cinephile Right to, to the people who are looking at it as it like its own thing. So, in other words, I, I'm I always um the, the critics approach to certain things. So I've read this is in the past because I, I have since moved on with my life because life's too <laughs> short to read fucking critics' opinions, um, for me. But I have read critiques of movies and shows and, and whatever, where literally the first things out of a critic's mouth is I I, I'm. I don't like action movies. Okay, but you're literally. But you're about to review an action movie. So how much stock <laughs> can I put in what's gonna now follow that sentiment? Obviously, everyone's entitled to their opinion. That's what opinions are for. But I would say this: if if the worst thing that you could say about something like this is well that it's fan service, then the even if that's a small demographic, those super fans they're going to be like a fucking pig and shit. That's like somebody who says, like, I love icing, and somebody hands you a plate of icing and no cake. They'll, they're will they happy, right? People who are a little bit lower on the totem pole of fandom are like, yo, motherfucker, where's the cake? I, that's what I'm here for. I just sang happy birthday, blew out the candles. <laughs> I want the whole thing. I want the cake, and I want the icing. Um, I i have a feeling kind of of what to expect. I think that it's going to be cake with Icing piled high. That's what that that's kind of what I foresee from the trailers that I've seen. I have not
1: avoided. You both trailers. have I'm like, yeah, you show me so much me. better.
0: What, what do what do you got? No, I, honestly, I this A sliding. <laughs> We're scale. here for you, buddy.
1: A- We're here for you.
0: After a, a legacy sequel, coined the term, a patent pending trademark, a legacy sequel. There's a mathematical equation someplace. I don't have it. I'm not a big into math. I know a few people who can maybe work it out. You you get like that graph where the further away, like the further X gets away from Y, if X is when that's, that legacy sequel comes out and Y is when the version that it's a sequel to, the longer that it gets away from the sequel, the more fan service you need between this point and that point. If it came out two years later... No fan service needed. Maybe one or two little wink and a nod to the audience. But if it's 30 fucking years later, then you know what? Show me a flat top. Give me a fucking terror dog. Like, I want it all. I will say this. The way that it's shot, the way that it's framed, it, it doesn't look like a, like a cut and paste uh, a carbon copy of Ghostbusters 1. Certainly not of Ghostbusters 2. And Ghostbusters 1 and 2 are wildly different flicks. Uh, I am very optimistic. I'm not cautiously optimistic. I'm very optimistic. They can do very few things that are going to make me put my thumb down. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm not going to see it in the movie theater. It probably left me out. I hope so. But I can't wait to see it. You can Uh, come with me,
2: John. I go see everything. You know, Casey? You come with me. I can get
0: to the AMC real quick,
1: brother. That's right. You you got
2: home quicker than me. I will put you both in flight suits this
1: Friday for anyone who oh, does. I'm going to wear a flight suit. I'm just not going to be at that theater. For, for anyone that does live on Long Island, your Long Island Ghostbusters, in direct association with the Empire State Elite, uh, will be hosting uh, a Ghostbuster meet and greet at Movie Land of Quorum. Uh, we're going to do it from 6 to 9 this Friday. Uh, I'm going to see it on Thursday, however, because I cannot wait till Friday. John, let's pay some bills now that you two have made me feel better. John, you are first up.
0: I mean, I'm pretty sure that a certain core movie theater got our very first plug of the day, but I don't mind going second. I'll know what Charlie feels like every damn day that he's awake. Credit where credit's due. Our other sponsor besides the movie theater uh, right here on Facebook Gaming. You can also catch them on the Purple channel. That's called Twitch Sergeant Finesse. Multiple streams every day. Outstanding gaming content, supporter games, co-streams, giveaways, contests. Don't be a sucker. Check them out today. Throw them a like, a follow, a share. Consider becoming a supporter if you need to pick me up. That's real simple. Follow the White Rabbit down to sneakenergy.com. Use code SGTF. Check out... Mm-mm. That's really good. Uh, Looking for some fresh new merch, though? Go ahead over. Check out Geeks on com. Use code Sarge at checkout there. He's actually got a promo between now and the holidays. 15% off for everyone. It used to be only for supporters. uh, But now everyone's got that. It's like a friends and family thing. 15% off. Check it out. When Sarge is on deck,
2: you salute.
1: Casey, do you have anything you want to plug?
2: I wish I did. (laughs) <laughs> Rocky for the director's cut. Rocky for the director's cut. <laughs> Buy it when you're done. Watching who Rocky who
0: do you have for internet service?
2: I'm, I'm, they're getting a strongly worded letter.
0: Uh, I was sorry, is it is it optimum over there or is it um? I think it's no, a it's, potato with a DSL yeah, cord plugged in with a
2: battery stuck in it. Pissing He's got the, off, the coconut Wi-Fi faster. like on
0: Gilligan's <laughs> Island.
2: I was going to say we'll plug there. It's a, it's there, a ticking time bomb. Opposite. I could go at any moment so (laughs)
1: talking about going at any moment you have what to watch uh on twitch on facebook gaming in the sarge you need something now to listen to you in your little ear holes and for that go listen to one of my absolute favorite bands and that of course is bad mary you can find them on almost all social media over at bad mary band that's youtube that's twitch that's instagram that's twitter badmary.com to buy yourself some merch or some cds or some stickers they have limited shirts they're back doing shows they just did a whole album show it was unbelievable from what i saw my favorite part though is if you want to catch up on all those bad mary tunes every single track they've produced is available on every single music streaming service bad mary band, you can support them financially over on patreon.com forward slash bad mary man just throw them money my dear brother, let me know when you want me to start your time, baby. You know what, Charlie? Go ahead and start my time, man. I knock you and out. it is started. So uh,
0: if you don't have the wherewithal to go to Mexico, if, you, if you're not cool enough to go meet up with my boy Casey uh, and the Manning boys uh, in the city and watch the best, I would say, uh, director's cut, I'm looking at you, Snyder. Uh, the best director cut to hit the fucking theaters, uh, like myself, like yours truly. Surely you've got Netflix, right? You gotta have Netflix. Even if you don't have Netflix, you know somebody's password on the DL that you can just pop in and watch some shit and sign it out real quick before they see before their uh, algorithm gets all messed up and they get stupid movies recommended to them that only you like on Netflix right now. There is a Western. And uh, anyone who knows me knows that I love the Western (laughs) genre. You would think that I ate spaghetti three meals a day. I love Western so much. Um, This movie is called The Harder They Fall. Now, someone like me, who is considered in the textbook a brown guy, I don't see color when it comes to Westerns. But some people might refer to this the same way that they refer to that alleged 2016 Ghostbusters movie as the Girl Ghostbusters. Some of those same people might refer to the Harder They Fall as the Black Western, uh, which is incredibly stupid, uh, but not inaccurate. So the Harder They Fall is a flick. Which uh, really hit on a hit hit a couple of topics for me that I that I wanted to get into right now. I do want to talk about the the movie in and of itself because uh, I insisted that both Casey and Charlie watch this movie. If uh, even if they hadn't been planning to, I, I kind of threw my weight around. And look, winter's coming, so there's a little extra to throw around. Uh, I said, watch this movie because I I really want to talk about it. There are certain things. Happening here now just on a surface level as just a straight Western a modern Western a 2021 Western. I was like this is entertaining. This was a good time I enjoyed myself from opening to closing credits The 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 plot was satisfying the ending was satisfying if not somewhat predictable But I sat back I was like, okay I'll open up the top button on my pants and we'll call it a day Mission accomplished. But then I started thinking a little bit more. Always were dangerous. Few, I mean, almost always. Almost always. There were a few things happening here which really, uh, they really uh, insisted on conversation. And even now, having watched the movie more than one time, having kind of made my little cheat sheet of things that I wanted to talk about, things that... Uh, affecting me things that what have you. Uh, I'm still not really sure about. So again, here we are both of you guys have watched it upon my urging. I gotta ask you this we know that it's a western. we know that it's modern movie. Uh, we may or may not we may or may not know that this movie was uh, directed and co-written by a cat who really doesn't have very much feature experience in the past. But that being said, wh- I have to ask you this: Would you guys consider this movie as like a? Uh, I'm not even sure how to how to pro- how to how to put it properly. W- would you guys consider this as like a like? Was this movie trying to make a point? Was this like a political commentary movie? to you guys as an audience
1: member? I'm going to kick it to Casey first because I have to pee, but I will be listening on the <laughs> stream, so I'll be right back.
2: Casey, take it away! Make
0: sure you mute your mic because we don't want to oh, listen to my. your stream.
2: Done and done. So, <laughs> how do I even follow that? Uh,
1: all, all you can I do is take a shit so. right now. Well, That's okay. all you can do.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Yes and no. Okay. okay. I don't think it was to make a political point. But I think it was to show that these stories can be told by somebody else. And I appreciated okay. that about it. I don't think he was trying to make any kind of a statement because I think it's stronger without it. Right. They, did, uh, let they me ask you this, did, just, like a, like a
0: point, counterpoint. You, you So you say you don't feel that it was trying to make a statement, but do you think that it made a statement?
2: Yes, but the statement okay. is that hey, we can do this too. All right, that, that, that's totally Anybody anybody that, is, anybody that, can that make is great a Western film,
0: and should I mean look the fact of the matter is some should. of the best westerns ever made were made in Japan. So Thanks. so if that oh, it doesn't scream, look this is a genre that this is that this is open same way that anybody can play baseball. And fucking Japan took up that uh, challenge also. Like, yeah, we'll fucking play baseball. Uh, the uh, the Otani of it all. So uh, so Charlie, if you are now uh, primed and ready, how 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 do you feel? Do you feel that this was like political commentary, uh, or like like a like a, like a point driven flick, or do you think it was just an entertainment?
1: Uh, I bl- I think like Casey said, it's a bit of a of a hybrid. I do not think when they set out to make this film, I think some decisions were made. There's a, right in the opening credits, there's a big statement that says these people were real. Right. That I think was the crux of creating this, was like, we haven't really seen a, a, a mostly black Western. To my knowledge, it doesn't exist django obviously had a, a protagonist uh, in a stylized western from uh quentin tarantino but so for me i think they just set out to make an entertaining film and i think the hook of it was like well what if we use a bunch of actual cowboys and 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 cow ladies and uh let them cow ladies
0: is a hundred percent now the <laughs> official term for these individuals so I'm just, I'm just gonna kind of jump in charlie because yeah. i i I, I don't know if I have a viewpoint that's unique or maybe that will affect kind of uh, your guy's viewpoint of it. So the uh, the film uh, the filmmaker that I was referring to is a gentleman named James Samuel. Some people, especially if anyone listening here in the UK, uh, might know him better as the Bullets. Uh, he's a singer, songwriter, music producer, and filmmaker. His business card is fucking huge. <laughs> um, so, 2013 had a studio album. Uh, they died by dawn, by dawn, and other short stories. The big thing is that he directed the uh, the corresponding music videos to singles off of that album. Some people might know this gentleman better as the brother of music uh, musical icon uh, artist Seal. This is this is Seal's brother. <laughs> Um, so this is the gentleman who directed and co-wrote this movie. Again, we're not a movie review uh, podcast, but I'll say I thoroughly again enjoyed the movie. I thought it was shot beautifully. Gorgeous. The soundtrack was a banger soundtrack when I'm watching when I'm playing Red Dead Redemption. Yes, I'm still playing that motherfucker three years later. I will put this on happily and fucking charge all over the map. Um, if we don't have free uh, free uh, jump uh, jump to locations. <laughs> I will say this. There were certain things that sincerely bothered me. And I don't know if these things were by design or they were After Effects. And Charlie brought up the first one. And they, it was this title card that said, these people existed. So I sat back and said, okay, fair enough. What do you got for me? And uh, in much the same way, when I read uh, Dan Brown's "Fucking uh, Da Vinci Code," which is let's let's not put too fine a point on it, a piece of shit book. It's a poorly, poorly <laughs> written book. I go against I all of my coming. oh, not uh, not good or bad. You like or like <sighs> it. Those rules apply to movies, comic books, things that you know, things that that I have. In a, in a clinical sense, you can say that a book is good or bad. A novel is good or bad on a technical level. That's, I, that's what my education has fucking uh, given to me. I can read a book, and I'm like, that was a good book. I may not have liked it. I may have not enjoyed the story. Whatever the I didn't like the characters. But a good book is still a fucking good book. I'm never, never going to reread Pride and Prejudice. Not my cup of tea. But is it a good book? Is it well written? 200%. That being said, reading a trashy book like fucking Da Vinci Code, it still had me enthralled when they were talking about particular paintings and particular points in history. I'm like, all right, if you say so, Dan Brown, but I got to look that shit up now. So yeah. that book, that relatively bad book that made a mediocre movie... uh. Still accomplished a lot. It got me looking up particular paintings and particular symbols and this, that, and the other thing and filling the blank. This fucking movie, The Harder They Fall, did the very same thing for me because when they were talking about these charismatic, uh, 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 fleshed out, deep characters who were all interwoven, shockingly, to this guy, I'm like, I've never heard... Of of any of these motherfuckers, with the exception of Bass Reeves, I know Bass Reeves. Bass Reeves has uh, has shown up here or there uh, in in other uh, fictions um, as is, like this character from history. Some people may not may know him better as the inspiration for the character the Lone Ranger. Now, Bass Reeves was uh, a marshal deep in Indian territory. Um, you know, wearing the badge. It was like a real-life Blazing Saddle situation. And a lot of times had to wear a fucking mask to cover up the fact that he was a black man. And there you can extrapolate how now all of a sudden we get back to the Lone Ranger wearing a mask and he's deep in, you know, he's deep in, in, in territory. The Lone Ranger. But Tonto's got his fucking back on every mission. So how lone was this ranger? Regardless. The Lone Rangers.
1: This four of you. You're not exactly lone.
0: But there were other <laughs> characters here to be, to be researched by yours truly. There was Nat Love. There was Rufus Black. There was Bill Pickett. There was Jim Beckworth. Uh, there was Mary Fields. Cherokee Bill. Right? All of these fucking deep, uh, uh, again, fleshed out, interesting, interesting characters who were real people. So what happened when John went to go look all these people up? Do you guys have any 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 frame of reference? Did you do the, any? The did, only, it, did it push you to check out Yeah, any none of, these of them know each other. Flick? None of them know each other. They didn't even yeah. exist in the same time frame as some of them. Never mind the fact. Correct. Spoiler alert, they made a couple of these motherfuckers related, which was just look, this Charlie referenced Tarantino's Django flick, right? And 100%, it is completely, uh, completely, it's a connection which makes sense. But I would reference Tarantino more so in, in the vein of like something like Inglorious Bastards. Changing why? Because it's for... a complete revisionist yeah. history. The difference is, and the reason why Tarantino can do something like that, obviously, he's a fucking icon. He's an all time great. And Love's but, Feet. The ri- but again, Dick. sorry Uma. uh but the difference is, if he says Hitler got shot up in a movie theater, we watch the movie and it's entertaining, and yeah, I want my Nazi scalps. It's great, very entertaining. But at no point were we like, was Hitler really shot to fucking death in a movie theater? along with, like, a third of the fucking Nazi, you know, upper command? No, we never, ever thought that. So that type of revisionist history is more in tune with, like, the Marvel fucking Loki series, where, like, it's a different thing. But we still know that Captain Britain never was really the Captain America. We still know um, the, the reality of it all. So my question to you guys is at what point is something put in front of audiences to say, okay, well, yeah, these people existed, and then you go on to tell none of their actual stories, you tell none of their actual histories, and you speak to none of who these people actually were, how beneficial is that as opposed to just saying like, hey, these people did exist, none of this shit that I'm showing you happened really happened, but other things did happen, and I would say, having looked them up, it's far, far more interesting. There is not a single one of these characters that does not deserve their own movie talking about their life, starting with vast reason and going on down the line. So I'm going to put it to you guys. Casey, as our guest, I'll throw it to you first. We'll put you on the spot. What's the answer there, right? Is it irresponsible to say these people existed, but none of this shit happened? We're just making all of this up. Then nobody's related. These two weren't smashing. These two, whatever the case might be. Or is it like shining a spotlight regardless of how you do it? You say, look, these people existed. John goes over to the to the Google machine and starts looking things up, which may not have happened if it were not for this movie. I sincerely i am sitting here. I still don't know. So maybe you guys can convince me. What's the answer,
2: Case? I don't I don't think there is one because I think they were I think what they tried to do they accomplished. I think they wanted to let everyone know that these people did exist. I think that was their most important thing that they you wanted think to that say. That was mission number and I one. Think, well, as far as what they wanted to say, I think mission number one is to make a good film. That should always be number okay. one. But okay. their next Level would be, I want to make sure that people know that these people exist. So then you have to think about it from a filmmaker's perspective. They're saying, okay, we have all these different characters that nobody's ever heard of. How are we going to get the message out? How are we going to tell that this has happened? Are we really going to be able to write a movie for each and every one of these? Probably not. Because if the first one fails, you're screwed. You're not getting the money to make another one. So they said, fuck it. We're going to put... All of them in one movie, and I think that was kind of cool, but I think it actually detracted from the movie itself, not necessarily for the reasons you're stating, but more so, there was just there were just too many people. And you weren't really able to focus on a person. So from a storytelling perspective, there was a little bit too much. Just justice. are you talking about
0: eternals because we're we we're not we haven't covered that, that topic yet. Casey, yeah, stay on last point, night. bro. You can
2: just copy and paste, bro. Put me in your next episode for Eternals. Just this? have me say the same exact see thing. See, this,
0: Charlie, this is how, you, how you work get smart, re-booked. not hard. That's Casey, that is, <laughs> that is dynamite. But you know though? That's it, it. It's a point well taken. And you know what? Uh, obviously, we have an open invitation to creators, to people's, uh, other people's opinions. Uh, as I said. No offense to Casey, but my jury is still out. Charlie, I'm going to throw the same thing to you. If you have the 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 choice, the opportunity, at the same time to either tell people the true story or do revisionist history, as a, a young little Nancy Reverick, uh answered in. Um, or a a hodgepodge of the
1: both i i I don't know how do you how do you how did you feel about it i actually kind of instantly fell in love with this movie from the moment that that popped up on the screen that these people were real i watched the movie a lot differently than i think i would have because i Hmm. personally fell head over heels in love with Stagecoach mary uh not the not the beautiful zazzy beats not the fact that she was attractive But also her as well It didn't hurt But the the character was so <laughs> fucking unique and, and Cherokee Bill and every character Knowing that there was something true about this Got me so excited to As soon as that two hour ah. run time A little long It Here. got me so excited to learn more That the fact that the whole movie was kind of Bullshit, including the fact that like stagecoach marries a big lady, which kind of makes me love her more. It's um, it's
0: it's not that it was the entire movie was bullshit. It's that the entire thing was a complete fabrication. Well,
1: but here's the thing So and, and it would I be think... as
0: if you were you were South African who didn't know very much about George Washington, and I wrote a George Washington as the first. Astronaut story. Now that story <laughs> might be very entertaining. I see it, and na- naturally my dialogue would be Chef's kiss, Charlie. Um, but that wouldn't really speak to any any historical I accuracy. Don't... Now again, if the this is this is what's happening, in my brain. So I'm going to give you guys a little uh, insight into what happens up here. It's very scary. I'm going to bet. It, you know, we talked about the, the the fight, right? The 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 Statler and Waldorf, John version uh, behind the unibrow, is that on one side? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually a, a fucking perfect Ellis, Ellis. God bless you, you talented son of a bitch. That is a perfect, perfect analogy. The Abraham Lincoln vampire halter hunter is borderline more historically accurate than the harder they fall. Um, but people know Abraham Lincoln. Um, so so what happens in my brain is, well, if it drove me to go look them up, then that's great. Then Mission Accomplished truly because the movie was entertaining. I liked the movie. A little I, it's long. A, it's a, nah, It's a movie I would watch uh, again and again and again. I mean, the talent across the board was Oof. fucking. Dynamic. I think you're right,
2: Charlie. I think it was a little long,
0: a little bloated. Whatever. I I, I like it. You know, I it, could it, trim it twenty if it keeps me online a little longer, hitting the sticks. Then so be it. But my question to you guys both is this: How do you feel about the Cohen Brothers when they fucking pull that same gag?
1: I never mind it. Uh, the this one is thing-
0: based on a true story, yeah. and then you go on to quote that movie at nauseum. Completely, when it's inappropriate, like mm, this will this will kill, right? You you fucking talk about it over and over and over again, and then it might not happen immediately. But then you're like, oh, well that that wasn't based on the true story I, at uh, all. It's yeah. entirely fabricated. At
1: one point, you're like, yo, motherfucker, what 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 are you talking about? I think Casey that hit the, that wasn't true. I, I think Casey hit the nail on the head, though. The first goal has to be an entertaining movie. Okay, that's fine. So then, uh, my
0: question is this, and you know what? We'll kick it to the Cohen, kick it back to the Cohen brothers, and I'll kick it to Casey because I know he's a fan as well. And I'm a huge Cohen brothers fan, huge. If the if goal number one, and I don't have answers, guys. (laughs) If goal number one is just make an entertaining movie, then make an entertaining movie. Why is the the, the, the the sleight of hand of this is based on a true story necessary for the Coen Brothers flicks?
1: Casey, is it necessary?
2: Friend? Or is nah. it. Well, what are, you, what are like you referencing specifically?
0: You know what? Let, let's let's what are keep you referencing? it with Fargo. Let's keep it with Fargo. Because obviously, again, one of the best movies. Ever, I fucking love Fargo. I would put it up against a- any movie out there. Truly, I love it. One of the most quotable movies. One of the best uh, universal uh, um, performances across the board. Um, again, the series that, that's something completely different. But I'm talking about the movie version. So that that little that one title card ended up creating big problems for me. It really did because it was like it was almost like I fell in love on the false pretenses, and it
1: would
2: have okay, been okay. But let time. let me make this argument. <laughs> let me make this argument. Have you ever seen a movie that is based on a true story that is one hundred percent true? Ever? No.
1: Who, there is artistic license that?
2: taken in every. single... I sure. mean, we know that people converse certain conversations never happen. This person really didn't meet this person when they actually met No, no, that, that's then they didn't meet them until true. four years later. Creative creative license.
0: So creative license is something that all creators deserve and should employ. hundred percent. I agree.
2: And I think it makes it, and I think it makes a little bit of a difference when if you if you're tailing a, a true biopic a true biopic, and, you know, a person A has murdered person B, but they, they don't in the movie, and it makes them a completely different character, that would bother me. I don't think that was the point of this film. So if you want to break down each character one by one, I did a little bit of research as well, and I looked up, like, what these people did. Can you really make a full movie about all of them like, um, who is Idris Elba's character? No, I can't remember uh, his name. Rufus Black. But Rufus, like, he went Rufus on like Buck. a two-day. Thank Buck. you, Rufus These, Black. Okay. I think he went on like a two-day excursion of crime, and that was pretty much what he did. So instead of to elongate that and add things to his character that never happened, you come into this, and now you have a story that you tell and introduce all these people as well that would be my argument
1: yeah and i think it's i think it's a great argument because i do think so with fargo for me my viewing experience when i saw that title card and it said based on a true story i watched that whole movie differently what the Phil what what the coen brothers did for me personally was every fucked up thing that happened in Fargo. I was in the audience like this, oh my, no fucking way. And it turned out there was no fucking way. All my favorite shit from that, all the most like <gasps> clutching my pearl moments were fabricated. So that title card elevated that film for me. The fact that it's a brilliant film that I love is still enhanced to this day by when I sit down to it, I go, well, The by by the creative foundation of this flick, I'm going to watch it like it's based on a true story, which is something I don't do when watching Godzilla versus Kong. So what this movie did for me, and Casey, again, so eloquently said it, was, okay, these people existed. That was important for people to know so that there wasn't a bunch of people on Twitter going, there ain't no fucking black cowboys. All they needed was... In my opinion, they needed people to know there were fucking black people in the Old West that kicked some ass. Look,
0: uh, I I understand what you're saying, Charlie, but I I don't know. I I, I think some of it, and, and ultimately, again, like I said before, my jury is still out. I'm not sure truly if, I'll put it this way, if this exact movie, these exact set of circumstances happened five years from now, or five years ago. I don't know that I would be having the same like. <sighs> that That I would have. That I would be forcing myself. To answer these. Questions right. Um, because like you said. You know it it does add an element. When, when you're like oh this shit. Was fucking real because one of the things. That you hear constantly ad nauseum. To the point where it almost stops. Meaning anything is when people like. Oh, you can't make this stuff up. Like in other words, real life stuff, real life stories, real life experiences are far crazier, far more interesting than anything that somebody could sit down and just, you know, just fabricate out of thin air. I personally disagree with that as the Fargo of it all um, kind of leads us to, to realize if they just said, here's this fucking movie by these creators that you already like, I honestly think I would have enjoyed it 100%. The only difference would have been, at no point would I, in my talking incessantly about something like Fargo, would I have followed up with that fucking doozy of, and it was a true story. Like, that would have been eliminated from my script. Now, thankfully, the conversation uh, for The Heart of They Fall sprang up almost immediately of, look, none of this stuff we're showing you happened to these people, but these people did exist. So, John, go over to your Google machine and look them up. My question was only really like, was that the original intent? Because I have always publicly and continue to do so come from a place of, look, if I'm going to sit you down and tell you a story... There's a fucking reason for it. It's not just an entertainment because if you just wanted an entertainment, I could do a magic trick or, you know, we can go make snowballs uh, and throw them at each other or we could do 17 different things. You don't need to sit through this story. There should be a point. That's honestly my feeling. All the best storytellers ultimately are teaching you a lesson now it might not be blatant. It might not be ham-fisted. It might not slap you across the face, um, but it should be one of the things that, like, kind of seeps in. I talk about it, you know, with things like comic books, even, which is the most uh, torn-down version of storytelling, as far as I'm concerned. Um,
1: For me, so, though, so,
0: truly, I, I really still don't know w- whether it was intentional or not. It still worked that effect. Because yeah. I went ahead and I looked up all yes. these fucking people, uh, and I'm a, I'm honestly the, the, my biggest complaint is that I don't have a Cherokee Bill movie.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I,
0: I don't have. Who uh, knows
1: what this is going to lead to? Because one thing I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Is and again, it's a little bit. It's a little bit more difficult just because you're being so honest about it that you're sure. that you're not totally sure one way or another. I really don't have, know. You have feelings I really don't know. in both categories. One thing I personally got kind of annoyed with. Uh, we don't have too much time left, but. Um, while we burn the midnight oil here one big complaint to come out of this movie wasn't that it was kind of a fiction made with real ish people because you know again there could be some conversation to be had about if no one ever met how realistic are they how true to the person were they uh zazie beats playing stagecoach mary who i think she did an incredible job there were people that were like flirting,
0: man they all did they
1: they they a lot of people made a point of like, well, that woman's thin and stagecoach Mary was notoriously a chubby woman. And then it became this very weird thing of like Zazzy Beats isn't black enough to yeah. be stagecoach Mary. And it becomes this weird conversation that you and I have have talked about off air and on air because we don't have the answers because I know I can only speak to my truths. So if they did a movie about the uh uh, civil war which uh so many latinos played vital parts of the civil war although there's never been a movie about it the stories aren't really taught in schools uh this is something that offends me because all throughout american history there have been latinos of many shades and many origins to play vital parts in the story that is america If that story does come, if they do make that film and a Puerto Rican character is played by a Dominican guy, I don't give a shit. If that Puerto Rican guy was dark-skinned or light-skinned and he's played by someone, that's the opposite. I don't give a shit. There are not enough for me, in my opinion, there are are not enough Latino stories for me to fucking start nitpicking. If there was a Puerto Rican guy, my shade, my width, my height, and then he's played by John Leguizamo, I don't give a shit because I just need that story told. So if you need to tell that story through a fictional lens, for me... Do it right. because I need that story told. Period, and I think we could get to those movies you would probably more easily fall in love with. Not to say you don't like this one. You can tell those real stories once you know that there's a market for it, and once there's a proven concept. And maybe this is going to serve. So, that.
0: so the only color that really makes a difference then is is green. Because my question to you is this: with that being the, uh, with the, that being kind of like the the stance that that, that you want to take with it. So, no. Let's let's keep it in the realm of the Civil War. Um, they make a movie, and uh, they they don't pull from history whatsoever. They tell a completely fictitious story about a, a Latino. Pick you know, pick your flavor because there's you know, a million different flavors of us. We're like
1: Basket Robbins, motherfucker.
0: And they uh, and they completely. They just pull something out of thin air, right? But they give that character a real historic character, a uh, character, person's name from that period of time. How would you feel about it in that capacity?
1: I, I, would, I would feel you, would the you way- Would you still I, not give a fuck? I would feel the way I feel about The Harder They Fall. Uh, Essence is enough for me in fiction. Hmm. Um, if, they, if they're not calling it, yeah, if they're know. calling it a documentary series, I would have, I would take umbrage. Um, but, but even I'm saying, then, if even the if movie, you... if that movie started the same way,
0: this person existed. Yeah, or no, if it was I'm... the Coens based on a true story. Inspired yeah, the, the, by the, a true story. The Coens, the, the Coens might
1: Um, This person existed, or 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 based uh what? Not not based on a true story. What, what was the other one you said? Inspired oh, by a true story. In blank. Yeah. Inspired by a true story, or this person was real. That's enough for me. That, for so now. you're you're
0: sitting down before the credits roll. You read that Tarot card, and you're like, okay, it's gonna be this percentage of reality.
2: All right. Well, if, yeah, if, if again, that's for, if
0: that's your
1: yeah, take I on need it, to,
0: That's that's. I uh, need to see it. If one cool. day, and I, I, I still don't know. I apologize I really for know. this
1: in advance. But if one day they make a Cody Rhodes movie, and he's played by a Latin actor because Cody's part Cuban, and if they amp up his Latinness for that film, I'm fine with it it's true enough and inclusion and representation are vital in my opinion and yeah. until we're sitting on a sea of black westerns I'm gonna take what I can get doesn't mean it gets a pass doesn't mean it gets called good if it's not I happen to really enjoy harder they fall and if I didn't I would have let that me opinion.
0: let me ask you this just to bring it close to home and then and then we can go home um I'll bring it home so that we can go home uh what if they make an Eddie movie? And Eddie is played by uh Irish Italian actor from Canada and they have Eddie doing shit that he didn't do in real life.
1: So th- if they would they had you be
0: be him- like they made a fucking movie about my all time favorite wrestler?
1: There, there's it's it's I have to compartmentalize that because if they change things, I'm fine, they do change things. So, so he's not played by uh, let's
0: say okay, I'm making this movie and he won heavyweight championships at WWF, at WCW, uh, at Ohio, like
1: uh, TNT. uh So, I, 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 I amp up all of his achievements. The if it, yeah i'm 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 fine with it You're the okay one with thing that. i the one thing i wouldn't be okay with
0: huh.
1: and again call me a hypocrite if you must i probably will. if uh if an irish guy is playing eddie
0: uh-huh.
1: eddie wasn't irish so i don't necessarily need him played by a mexican guy
0: stagecoach mary was not of mixed uh was not of mixed correct uh, um, for me background either
1: for me stagecoach mary Uh, Eddie being played by someone who even is just a lit there's something about, and and I can't quite explain it other than needing to see certain people because I'm not in charge of what people identify as. as. So if someone is 1% Latin, that is Latin enough for me because I've been accused of not being Puerto Rican enough because of people's weird
0: accused you. Your Spanish is terrible.
1: Yeah. Um, they, but there have been people who have really broken my heart by implying I'm not Puerto Rican enough because I don't necessarily fit a certain mold. Because so You're bad, I at would, I bad at baseball. Because I'm bad at baseball. How
0: dare they say that? Uh, um, I, I hear what you're saying, and and we're we're way way over time. I liked it. Uh, Bonus episode. Obviously, cool. it's it's a it's a complicated issue. It's not uh, forgive the term, but I think it's appropriate. It's not a black and white issue. And uh, I hate to put the onus on you and Casey, but even now, I'm still not sure how I feel. (sighs) All I know for a fact is that I really, really thoroughly enjoyed the movie. The harder they fall, I'm grateful that they made it. It'll be one of those movies that I watch uh, again and again. Um, Rocky, uh, the director's cut, Rocky Ford director's cut was outstanding i loved it i'll 100 watch that again um and i have no trepidation whatsoever for ghostbusters but i do not have nearly as much skin in the game as my brother charlie so but um you know other than those few things i still have questions uh, I'll do a little soul searching i'll see how i feel eventually i'll come up with an opinion even if i gotta make it up on the spot
1: Uh, I respect it. I love it. As always, we want to hear what you think about all of today's topics. We deliver brand new episodes every Wednesday live on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch. All of it at U.S. Comics HQ. We are U.S. Comics cast. If you want to leave a review, do it on iTunes. That moves it the best most, that moves at the fours. Uh, furthest. Of course, we would love all the stars, but we'll take any stars. You can leave us a negative review. I just want to see a review. Do it. Leave a comment on this video if you're seeing it. Even if it's just saying hello, hit the like, hit the heart. Do all of that good stuff. My brother, the fearless leader of US Comics. Uh, again, every single week, eight o'clock, we are live. But you can catch last week's episode on all of the audio podcast devices every midnight on wednesday so you are welcome america but show midnight soon wrap it up motherfucker. we had a long glorious episode with casey i'm super glad he was able to join us but yeah casey though,
0: thanks for joining us brother. even
1: though casey has come and gone there is still only one way that we end this and every episode of us comics cast want to show the beautiful people how we do what we do it is real
0: simple first you gotta chase casey away then you gotta turn the power on then you gotta turn the volume up then you gotta ooh tune bad mary and open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky save miss Space girl we out